had I started in that bigger pond, there's a lot more fierce competition. Being naive and arrogant, I think I could have figured it out. All right, my friends, Ultimate OD Podcast, very fun episode for you. If you're thinking about starting a practice, if you're just starting a practice, if you're a student and you might start a practice, if you've started a practice, this is the episode for you. What should you focus on? How can you be better? Even if you have that office that's been going, the nuggets I give you for the areas of focus can help you now. I'm doing them, and I've been in practice for 12 years. A little short office talk. How can I make my optical better? Closing thought of the episode. This is the Ultimate OD Podcast. Here we go. All right, my friends, the Ultimate OD Podcast. Thank you for listening, whether you're on podcasts, YouTube. I don't care how you're listening to us, how you're getting this content. Thank you. We have a ton of new listeners, a ton of new people sending me messages, and I love that. I love talking optometry. I love working with you to help you be better doctors and help me be a better doctor myself. Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, that's my platform, trying to be on there more often and give you my line of thinking. So it's the podcast, unedited, like, Cliff's Notes versions. Things that you see on there, I try to make more of, try to make that actually uh, and do episodes. It's kind of what I hear throughout the day. It's my tracking list that I use to come up with these these podcasts. Uh, so if you want, if you're on there, please like, follow, subscribe. If you're on YouTube, leave me a comment below. Let me know where you're listening from. If you're on the podcast, a five-star review, I'll take it. Thank you. Now that's being said, as we go through this journey, of private practice owners, of of becoming ultimate ODs, if you will, we need help. We need mentors. We need people to get us where we want to go. And a piece of advice that I got was when you're looking for mentors, for example, if you're an investor, your mentor should not be Warren Buffett. Like he's not going to be your mentor. He is so far ahead of where you're at. Like he's not going to be able to offer you too much significant help, he can kind of lay it out for you, but he does not get much out of that. Someone that's one to two steps ahead of you is the perfect mentor. They just went through it, they remember it, and they've they fought the battles in a time that's considerably, uh, fought the battles when it's similar to what you're fighting right now. Now, I'm not saying that people that are way further ahead, my, one of my best mentors, if you will, is Martin Carroll, Shine Vision Clinic, OG of optometry. If you have a chance to work at his clinic, please go do it. You'll learn so much. He's way ahead of me, light years, but he gives me nuggets. He gives me tidbits. He helps me get better. Part of that's because he has interns going through all the time. He's constantly teaching and staying cutting edge. So great. It's awesome when I can offer him insight and help him out. Now, that being said, why do I bring this up? Because I recently started a practice called about 12 years ago, 10, 12 years ago. And in the words of Marty, an overnight success in optometry is 10 years. Okay, so I'm relatively early in this. I'm just now getting to the next level. So if you're thinking of starting a practice, I love talking to you. I love that mindset because I've learned so much over the past decade and I'm getting better every day. The stuff that I know now, I would be so much better early on. And 
something that I, I always fall back on is to be naive and arrogant is honestly okay when you first start out. Why? Because who would jump in a sea of sharks and think they can compete when you just graduated, when you don't know anything? One of the my biggest pet peeves that I hear, and it's something that's kind of in fashion to say is, well, they didn't teach us business in school. Yeah, they didn't. But you know what? You can learn it on your own. It's a lot of common sense can teach you a lot of business stuff. It really is. That being said, my one of my recent emails, one of my ultimate ODs, one of you guys out there recently sent me a message, told me you're thinking about starting a practice. And I'm like, hey, if you want to talk or chat, I'd love to. And we had a 45-minute call. So if you're interested in doing this, I'd love to do this. Let me share with you what I shared with them. I gave them five things I think were the most important things that they could focus on as they get ready to start cold. Now, caveat to this, you need a lawyer, CPA, you need your merchant services, your bank to do stuff. That's that's obvious to me. It may not be obvious to you, but you need these people. You're going to have contracts that you have to go through, you have to negotiate. You're going to have like a lot of accounting stuff a lot of equipment you're buying, a lot of that stuff. You want to make sure you do it correctly. CPA, lawyer, get some of them. Uh, your bank and merchant services. This matters. It's one of your biggest expenses because you're going to be running cards, okay? Get a bank that will work with you, that has uh, lines of credit, that can help you purchase equipment when you need to. Whatever you need to do, get that set up. Now, I could focus on that, but that's not the fun stuff. Let's get to the fun stuff. Number one, you need to have a vision for where you want to be, all right? This should be 10 to 20 years out. I know that's a big time frame. Shoot for 20. It's hard enough for you guys to think past the next six months, so 10 is good, but think for 20 years. I kid you not, you knowing where you want to be is the most important thing you can do. Every decision you make is based on where you're going to be 20 years from now. And I wish I would have done this. I just started practice and said, I want patience in the chair. And I went every different direction to do anything I could to get patience in the chair. I had uh, some people helping me out and they're like, well, we just want a thriving office, thriving office. And by thriving, we want patience in the chair. In hindsight, it could have been so much more efficient. It might have been a little bit slower initial growth, but I would have been so much farther ahead five, ten years out because I would have done it the right way. I had to go through a couple of iterations of figuring out who I was, what I wanted, and throughout that time, you kind of cut patients that don't fit your avatar. Like when I started out, I had a bunch of patients that were just hard to work with, they were angry, they'd come in, they were cheap, period. Know why? Because I was offering $59 exams. People come in and haggle me to pay for trials because they wouldn't buy a box, oom box of contacts, right? This is what I got because that's what I put out there. My specialties, now dry eye, myopia management, not as big back then, but they could have they could have been something right? I could have known I wanted to be a disease practice. The equipment I bought could have been oriented towards that versus 
I'll just buy the latest, greatest new thing that I can see because, well, I have money and I don't want to pay taxes. Horrible thing. Get a good account that isn't just saying, hey, just buy it because it's a depreciation. No, make it have a purpose in your office. So literally, I, it took me a decade to get through the past two to three years. I finally know where I want to be, what I want to do. It's a vivid, vivid vision and everything's so much easier because I look at every decision I make and does this get me to where I want to go? If it doesn't, it doesn't make sense and I'm not going to go that way. Is this the patient that I want to be seeing and serving? Is this how I want to live my life and practice the way I want to practice? Have a vision. You need to put a lot of time, effort, energy, and thought into this, and you need to write it down. You need to map that out. I don't care if this takes you a month, three months, a week, a day. I don't you have that. Write it down and then stare at it. Look at it. Think about it. Consume it. Let it guide you. Okay, have that vision. Create the dream and then the building locks will happen from there. All right, number two. This is another thing that I really wish I would have done that I didn't is location matters. Where you start your office is where your roots are going to be. Where your roots are going to be. I love Allendale. I love Allendale. My kids go to school in Allendale. I graduated from Allendale. It's my family and friends. I love Allendale. But you know what Allendale is not? A vast metropolis of patients. Right? I'm doing great. I'm doing fine. But I have bigger dreams. I have bigger aspirations. The dry eye clinic. The myopia management center. You know, active health and wellness. That stuff. It fits. You know, you can do that anywhere. But dry eye and myopia management. If I had a bigger pond to fish from... I think I could do better. Now realize, had I started in that bigger pond, there's a lot more fierce competition. Being naive and arrogant, I think I could have figured it out. I've done what I've done now. I think I'm much more battle tested. I go in there, I'm a force to be reckoned with in my mind, right? Believe in yourself. If you don't, no one else will. So that's that's how I view it for myself. But I wish I would have started in a bigger pond. I wish I would have started that second office in a bigger pond. Because the beauty of what we do is you will grow. I promise you, you're going to grow. It just takes time. Nothing happens overnight. It compounds. That's the nature of our business. It really is. So know the location you want. If you want a myopia management or VT practice, do you think... Setting up in an older population community, like a lot of senior citizens, a, a community, you know, older patients, Medicare population, that's not the right place for you, right? Where do they have a lot of young families, a lot of schools? You know, might be measured you want more affluence, right? Versus a Medicaid population. All things to consider. Location matters. Now, the, the person I was talking to, She's in a bigger city, like think Detroit, think Chicago, think Philadelphia, that that type of city, right? Bigger city. Um, wants to move to the suburbs. I'm like, that's awesome. I, I'm a suburb, suburbanite myself, right? Love that. However, I said to her, you know, the further you get away from that city center, the more the patient population is going to expect from you. And what I mean by that is when you're in that city center, 
you could be a referral center. You have a bunch of other people that can refer to you. They expect to go to the city. They expect to go there to do the medical stuff, right? To do the specialties. You get to that rural or suburban population, they expect you to be a one-stop shop. One-stop shop. My patient population hates. Grand Rapids is about a 20, 15 to 20 minute drive. 15 to 20 minutes. And they're like, I just want to see you. We don't want to go to Grand Rapids. We like where we're at. So that being said is you might have to do a little more than the medical stuff you want to do. You might have to have glasses. You might have to have some more like pediatric care. You might have to be family oriented. Know that location matters. Okay. So know what you want. Know where you want to do it. Do some research on that. A lot of things you can do. I think you can go into a census data. You can pull average income, um, average age of the population, all these things. But look at that and find something that matches with what your heart and desire leads you to. So two big things, vision, location. Next thing, equipment. I think this is something that you should start looking into if you're thinking about starting cold. Why is that? Because right now you have the most leverage you'll ever have when you make a purchase because you're going to purchase more than you ever have or ever will most likely at one time. Now, if you start multiple practices, you're going to do this again, but you have leverage because they can give you deals. They can give you discounts. They can give you terms, shop around, have them bring you the equipment and test it out, right? Hey, let me see what kind of slit lamps you have. They will bend over backwards because they know they're going to get a big sale, right? So get this in your mind. You have leverage. What can you do with that leverage right now? Now, I get it. You don't have a lot of money. You have to be smart about it. Work with these vendors. Work with them to see what they can do for you. They want your business. Why? Once you buy from them, you're going to get them for service. You're going to get them when you buy more equipment. You're going to talk to other people. It's in. They just want to get in. Okay? So do that. Search around, see. Now, here's the thing. When I first started up, I had one exam link. Why? I kept cost down. Now, in the office that I'm in right now, sewage will leak from the ceilings. Yes. Happened to me multiple times. Thankfully, I have multiple exam rooms now. But if that happened in my early days, that really hindered business that my one exam room was a, you know, toxic disaster right? Know what you can afford and what you want to do. There's a lot of bells and whistles that you can get, but do they serve a purpose? I spent way too much early on on an Optos. Horrible thing I got myself into and one of my biggest regrets. Now, again, I don't like the company based on how that went down. Great technology. Amazing technology. I hate their business model. I hate paying for click. It goes obsolete. I have to buy something new. There's just, right? I like to spend it and go from there. When you're looking at equipment, try to find things that can do more than one thing. Okay. There's a lippy scan from uh, Johnson & Johnson. I have that right now. I lease it for a year just to see if I liked it. If I like that, it does one thing. I can get a Topcon CA800 that does myography, does dry eye workup, does to, uh, does topography, does dry eye evals, does mybography, does multiple things. 
And that's a piece of equipment I want to have. Also, for small space in your office, the more the equipment can do, the more space you save. Okay? You're going to be in my OP management office. The Maya does the same thing like that. I just said it's a top gun, but it also is axial link. You can buy an axial biometer, but it does one thing. OCT if you want to do disease. If you want to treat glaucoma, you kind of need that. Now, can you do things without these pieces of equipment? Absolutely. But what do you want to spend your money on? Figure that out. Know what your vision is. I, again, mistakes I made. I could have got a OCT when I first started. I got the Optos. For what I paid, should have got the OCT, could have bought two of them. Right? My skills of treating glaucoma, treating disease went down because I didn't have the equipment to do it. So I felt guilty having them come to me. So I'd refer them out. And then that became a habit. And then 10 years later, I had to go back and reteach myself a lot of skills that I lost because I got so used to just referring and being a turn and burn volume practice. Why? Because I didn't have a vision and I didn't buy the right equipment. This is why I'm telling you this. It matters. Learn from my mistakes. All right, number four, optical. Yes, optical. Do not be above it. I know there's online vendors, there's this and that. Do you know, even with the online vendors, that we have 50%? Easy. Half the people that come into our office that get an exam are going to buy glasses. They just plan on it. Period. By getting an exam, they're planning on buying. Do you know that that does not happen in the real world? When you go to a store, when you go anywhere else, there's not a 50% capture rate for most things that we purchase in life. We have that. If you're good at what you do, you can be 60, 65, 70% capture rate. You can have that in 40% of your revenue optical based. You're an expert in optical. Use it to your advantage. Get the best frames you can possibly get that fit what you want to do. Now, question that this the person I was having a conversation with was, do I have to pay a bunch of money for an optician? My advice, and this is mine, you can, you can do what you will with this. Optician, absolutely vitally important. However, when you start up, you do not want a one-trick pony. You need someone that can be an optician, receptionist, a tech, a little bit of everything. As you get further along, you can specialize further, right? Also, you need to learn optical. You need to know what lenses are going to be the ones you use. You need to know how to adjust frames, all this stuff. If you get an optician that knows everything, you're going to default to them. You're going to make let them do it all. Then you are, if they leave, what do you do? You're lost, right? You can learn it. Trust me. Also, when you're talking to frame reps, they want your business. Same thing about those equipment, you know, manufacturer distributors. The frame reps want your business. You're going to purchase so many frames. Get terms. 30, 60, 90, 128 terms. What that means is you buy and you pay over 120 days. That can help you when you start going and, you know, seeing patients. You can pay it off as you go. It's, it's a lifesaver. Know that that's a thing. That being said, you're never going to purchase so many frames at one time again. Get discounts, get deals. They know once they get into your office, it's really hard to get, get them out. Okay? Leverage it. F Saflo, 
I thought was great initially because they had so many lines, so many frame uh, brands, and I could work with you know one company. I now, I pro I still like Saflo, but I I like more of like Europa Independent. They work with you, hard to get online, and they have great brands. So find these people: Europa, Saflo, Pro Design, you know Moto, Eco, all these things. Look at those frame lines. Find the people that you like to work with. Salt, love the frames, the worst customer service, the worst rep I've ever had in my life. All things, Optos is a close second, might be better, but right now, hate my salt rep. Despise, I, I'm literally dropping it because he is so bad. I don't care if I put him on blast, he's that bad that I'm, I'm gonna put it out there. Make sure that whoever you're working with will come to your office, will meet with you, will uh, exchange things out if it's not moving, Talk to them, see what they can do. They will also teach you how to adjust frames, how to sell frames. They win when you win. They want to give you all the frames, but they want them to turn. So ask them for help. In the same vein of optical, find a lab. All right? Know what insurances you're going to take, if you're going to take any, but see what kind of discounts, deals, etc. you can get. Again, you have more leverage than you think. Now, you don't know what you don't know. You have leverage. Talk to the lab reps. They will also teach you everything you want to know about lens materials. All right? So you're like, I didn't learn this. I focus on learning about treating the eye. Great. If you are a business owner and 40% of your business is optical, you think you might want to know a little bit about it? A little? Right? You can learn it. Talk to your lab rep. Talk to the frame vendors. Learn what you need to do. But that is a vital part of your you know, startup. The last thing I'll say is the practice management software. This is a hard one because you need to know what you need to know. A lot of that early, like the practice management stuff, you don't need to know. You personally don't need to know. It has to be known, but that's where your office manager needs to do it. If you are startup and you're not quite there, you don't have an office manager, ask them, what kind of training do I get? How easily accessible are you? And do you have like online courses we can take? So you can learn at your own pace, etc. So if you hire someone, you can get them educated. Once they get their footing, they can then reach out to your rep and get more training. You need to get a software that at very least has a, the ability to do online scheduling. There's a lot of third parties out there, but again, you want to keep startup costs low. Can they have an online schedule? Make it cloud-based. Going to be easier as you expand. It's very nice. If you have virtual assistants, cloud-based is, is better in my opinion. Also, when you get in there, the moat that they have is you get everything in there, it's really hard to switch. So figure out what, what things you like, test them out. They'll give you demonstrations, they'll show you what's good, and then talk to people. What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? Would you do it again? What would you do differently? Talk to anyone and everyone, go to a conference. I'm going to Vision Expo West. Talk to all these people, they'll show you. Find me, seek me. Hello, right here. Want to help you out. I'll tell you my experience, but talk to people that have things and see what they're using, see what, what they think of it. Is it the right move for you? But right there, five things. Vision, most important. Location, equipment, optical. So that's lab and frames, and then practice management software. Okay? Now, there's a million other things that we could talk about. Training, etc. But you can't do it all and you can't do it all at once. 
Start with those five and you have a great start. Once you get that done, send me an email. Shoot me, you know, a message right below. And what do you what are you thinking about when you're starting practice? What worries you? I'll help you out. But do those things. Pick one and make progress. I don't care if you're going slow, as long as you're moving forward, you are getting closer to the goal. All right. You can do it all, you just can't do it all at once. These are the five things I talk to that, you know, ultimate OD that's trying to start a practice about. I thought it was relevant information. So if you're a student, if you're starting, if you're in practice and I listed these five things and you don't have a good handle on one of those five, you might want to think about those five things because I think they're very good to focus on as I grow and expand. These are the five things I keep defaulting back to. So there you have it. We'll have more for you next week. All right, my friends, a little bit of office talk, brief and quick. I'm highlighting my trip to Vision Expo West. One, if you see me there, let me know. We want, you know, selfies. We want comments. I want to meet you and know who is out there. Iron sharpens iron. How can we all get better together? Hit me up. Now, one of my biggest areas of focus when I get to Expo is my optical. I need to figure out what my direction is going to be. Do I want to go all independent lines? Do I want very high end? Do I want more wow, like out there designs? I, mean, I just want to reason out loud. This is more therapeutic for me than you may find beneficial, but my optical has been good. It has not been great. I think it started off better. I've lost a little bit of edge. We lost a little bit of edge during COVID because I got worried, stopped buying everything, and then filled with a bunch of consignment frames, a bunch of Altair, took up a bunch of my board space, and I lost my wall. I wanted to become more medical. I wanted to grow the dry eye, my OB management space, and I didn't put the same effort and energy into optical. As I go forward, I want to get less dependent on optical. I'd love to be a medically focused office or specialty. You know, I'm gonna keep pounding this. Why? Because I think it helps us all, but dry eye, myopia management, and then the disease aspect. That's where the future of optometry is in my mind. That's where I'm putting all my chips on the table. Optical is a big part. I'm not gonna leave it, but I wanna get more bang for my buck. I wanna have just a high-end optical. Now, my dilemma is, if I make it high-end, if I make it that boutique feel, my inventory costs are going to skyrocket because the cost of frames are going to go up. Is that what I want? Do I want a high inventory cost? Well, if I don't want that, do I want that run-of-the-mill with core, with a little bit? Is that enough to set myself apart? Oh, I don't know. What is my avatar? What do they want? And my gut says, although I want the high-end, that while my patients that I'm trying to draw in are the the families, the 50, 40 to 60 plus, you know, female, they need to cater the optical towards them. I don't know what that looks like and I know what that means. I'm trying to get more help because I have a, I have a vision, but I don't know how to make that vision happen. So that's what Vision Expo West is hopefully going to help me out. I'm going to talk to a bunch of people out there and I will report back to how that's going, what I found out and what I'm doing. 
And then when I have the new office, fingers crossed, new office, uh, it's going to look awesome. It's going to look great. I'll tell you that right now. I want the, the merchandise to match the feel. So that's my little office talk. A little more for you next week. Where, oh where has the time gone? We are to the closing of the episode. And today I will leave you with this uh, this quote, this saying that I heard. And I think it's it's awesome. So in your 20s, you care what people think. All right? In your 40s, you don't care what people think. In your 60s, you realize people weren't even thinking about you. Think about that. Oh, they're going to think this, that, and that. I don't care what they think. They can think what they want. They never really thought about me to begin with. Well, if we know that's where we're going to end up, why not have that mindset, that shift now? No one cares, right? Sorry, I care. <laughs> I do. Send me an email. I'll show you how much I care. I want to help you out, help you get better. But no, no one really cares what you're doing. At the end of the day, their problems, their focus, their world. We're egocentric individuals. We care about our world. I care about you guys. I care about so much of my business community and the day, my family, my wife, my kids, my, me, that's my focus, right? I think about other people a lot, but not enough to do anything or talk to them about it. That's freeing. Think about that and let yourself be free and know that no one really cares about the decision you're trying to make. What do you think? What's best for you? Know that you'll be happier. That's what I have for you. Dr. Lily out.